welcome to the Bible Connection, where we connect the Bible to the issues of today. I'm your host, Matt McNeil, and this is my co-host, Stephen Athon. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, and I wanted to ask you a question. How many of you guys have credit cards? Credit cards are a big deal in today's world. A lot of people have them. Yeah, the average American lives paycheck to paycheck. Uh, an average American has 2.6 credit cards Ooh. and carries about $5,500 on that balance of that credit card. Ooh. And so uh, a, lot a lot of times people are living paycheck to paycheck and finances can cause a lot of stress on your personal body. They can cause stress in your family, in your marriage. They can cause stress at your job. And so we want to give you some biblical principles that you can go home and apply today. And if you're dealing with finances and maybe finding it difficult to make ends meet, uh, I hope these things would be a blessing to you. The first thing is when you have a problem, you got to deal with the problem. We're going to first of all start out talking with the issue of debt. Now, what types of debt do people normally have? We see a mortgage usually. Uh, some people will have a house payment. Some people maybe out of college have a student loan. Uh, some people have credit card debt. Uh, some people even have maybe they financed a lawnmower or maybe a piece of equipment. Some people may have a home equity line of credit that maybe they took out to fix up their house. Uh, maybe they have debt on maybe some toys that they have, such as ATVs or a boat. And so there's a lot of debt that non-essential that we take upon ourselves. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, 7, The rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. And no matter what debt you have, all debt is bad debt. And I understand that sometimes we have to deal with debt in our lives, but there is no such thing as good debt. It sounds like enslavement to me. The rich ruleth over the poor. And, you know, some people don't have the choice uh, about living paycheck to paycheck. They have to. They just have to support a big family. Maybe their, their job doesn't pay that much. Uh, but if you have the chance to save money, I think that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, and eliminating a lot of debt and a lot of non-essentials uh, can go a long way. In other words, uh, if you're in debt, you don't have to go out to eat twice a week. And I would almost go to as far as you probably shouldn't go out. Yeah, you probably don't need the latest cell phone and, and cable TV either. Yeah, uh, you probably don't need to have uh, a brand new car and all these things. And when you take and you look back at it, uh, a 10-year-old car can be just as reliable as a brand new car and cost a lot less. And so here's some principles if you are having a lot of debt. First of all, uh, get out a piece of paper and write out every single debt you have. Uh, at the top of the list, write your biggest one. It's probably going to be your mortgage. That's how mine is. And then go down from there, probably a car payment, maybe a credit card. And then as you go through that, say, what are some of the things that I can get rid of? Uh, can I sell this ATV and get out of debt? Uh, because no matter what kind of debt you have, it's going to cause stress on your life. And so we want to make sure that we're being good stewards of what God has given us. Proverbs 21.20 says, There is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man spendeth it up. Uh, I'm a youth pastor here at Central Baptist Church in Greenville, and often a, a teenager will get a brand new job, 
And one of the questions I often ask and say, hey, what are you saving up for next? And sometimes it's an Apple watch. Sometimes it's a car. And man, right when they have enough money, they go and spend it. And you know what? That's a pretty common trait in our own life uh, as adults. Right when we get enough money, man, let's buy that new thing. Let's have that new house. Let's get a bigger boat. And we got to step back and say, do I really need this? Do I really need this in my life? Yeah, it says that the wise man has treasure stored up. He doesn't spend it all right away like the foolish man does. And so if you're in debt, I encourage you, make a plan. Say, hey, how am I going to get out of this? What are some non-essentials I can get out of my life? Uh, Whether it's a boat or different things. If you're drowning in debt, in other words, if you're letting payments get past due, you're going to have to get rid of some stuff. You're going to have to make some sacrifices in order to get out of this debt. I'm done. Okay, another thing that really is essential in my mind for uh, proper stewardship of our money is budgeting. Yeah, at, we uh, use a pretty uh, exact budget. We keep all our paper receipts up to a month, and uh, at the end of the month, mm-hmm. uh, or within the first week of the next month, we go through and we look at where did all our money go, and then that determines how much spending money we get. Uh, I remember when I first got here, I was just working at the church. Uh, Sarah didn't have a job yet. And at the end of every month, we would pay the bills and everything. And sometimes at the end of the month, we had $20 that that was for spending money. That was going out to eat money. That was uh, possibly buying a new pair of shoes money. $20 pair of shoes? Well, well, we would split it. So 10 for her, 10 for me. Uh, But we budgeted. We made sure all the essentials... Uh, were put in first. And some of the essentials, obviously, is uh, I call it the four walls, kind of stole that from Dave Ramsey. I think uh, shoes are essential. Well, uh, <laughs> you need you need food, you need housing, yes. you need clothing, and you probably need transportation. Those are mm-hmm. the four essentials. Anything beyond that uh, is extra. And so I'd encourage you, when you make a budget, write out those four things. Uh, how much do I need for my house, utilities, all that? How much food do I need? Uh, vehicle, vehicle insurance, and then obviously you need some clothes. You know, uh, you don't need new clothes every single week, uh, but you need some proper clothes, especially if you work in the business world. And so, mm-hmm. make a budget, and then go down from there. Uh, and we keep all our paper receipts, and and then the next thing I would add after those four is I would add uh, how much extra are you going to put towards the debt. And uh, we encourage you guys to start with the smallest debt, pay that off, and then move up from there. Uh, And then after that, investing as well. Uh, Because we want to make sure we're investing for emergencies. We're investing for what if something happens if we lose our job. Upwards of 70% of Americans, if there was a $500 expense that they needed to pay, they cannot pay it right now. Hmm, That's telling. And so you need to have an emergency fund. So begin to save that up. Uh, we kind of follow the Dave Ramsey plan here. Save up three to six months, three to six months of all your expenses. And that's a lot of money. But you know what? If we put it away and we're diligent towards that, uh, you can do it. And then after that, invest. And uh, uh, take your money, invest it in some mutual fund for retirement. Uh, I don't know about you, Brother Stephen, but do you want to work till you're 85? 
I don't know if I'll be able to work till I'm 85. Yeah. And I may uh, want to work, uh, you know, upwards to 70 years old, but I don't want to have to work. Does that make sense? Right. I want to be financially secure. And I'll tell you what, we have been investing for probably the last four years since we've gotten married. And it's just a little mm-hmm. bit a month. I mean, it just started out at $50 a month and we've increased it from there. But it's amazing how that has already grown into a a pretty good sized number where now I'm almost getting more interest a year than I'm putting in. And so putting that away just a little bit a month, because sometime down the road, you're going to need it uh, without a doubt, whether uh, you die young or die old, uh, th- that money is going to be useful at some day. Mm-hmm. And don't get us wrong. No savings plan is completely secure. Yeah. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. And and you can lose money in the market, but if you take a a, a slice of any seven years mm-hmm. of the stock market, it has always made money. And it's the safest uh, way to invest uh, still. Mm-hmm. And, and there's other ways you can invest that are less risky, uh, but the reward is less too as well. And, you know, in 50 years, if we all get nuked, we're not going to be worried about uh, paper currency anyways. Yeah, or if the Lord comes back, uh, you know, but we don't want to live that way. We don't want to say, well, the Lord is coming back. I'm, I, don't need a, I don't need a retirement plan uh, because I'll be honest with you. The disciples said that, that the yeah. Lord was going to, they, they were going to see. They were standing the there gazing up into heaven and God said, get busy, you know, get to it. So uh, plan as if the future will be there. And, you know, if God takes us home, he takes us home. Yeah. And just coming from a a husband's perspective, uh, husbands out there, uh, there is something securing to your wife uh, when you can have a little bit of flexibility in your budget. uh, That she can rest assured that things will be provided for, uh, that the food will be there, that she doesn't have to worry every time that she swipes that debit card. Oh, I hope there's enough money in the account. Mm-hmm. And and that's something that uh, goes a long way to ease the stress of a marriage mm-hmm. and to just give that comfort to your wife that, you know, we do have a few thousand dollars in the bank account. And so my wife doesn't have to worry, oh, man, am I going to run mm-hmm. out of money today? And that goes a long way to relieve stress and some people would say, well, that that $1,000 there could be working for you. You could put it towards the house. Uh, listen, it's it's doing its job exactly where <laughs> it is and what I need it to do. Yeah. When your air conditioning unit goes out and you got to pay 5000 bucks, you'll be glad you saved it. Yeah. And it's not tied up in some investment yeah. somewhere. So the goal is not to get rich, okay? We're not greedy. Uh, or Hopefully, you're not greedy or you're not envious of the rich. Uh, we want to be able to provide for our family provide long-term security as much as is reasonably possible. And also, you know, when we're secure in our finances, we're able to put more towards the work of the ministry, time and money. Mm-hmm. And on that, uh, really the kind of the last issue we want to deal with real quick is giving. Uh, that should be the first thing, no matter if you're in debt or no matter if, uh, you know, there's some other things going on, give to the Lord and, uh, this is not the time to argue if the tithe is still in place in the New Testament or not. Uh, but here's the facts. We are commanded to give. 
And over the years of my life, uh, the more I've given to God, the more God has uh, allowed me to give. Mm. And I'm not saying that just because you give uh, 12%, God's going to give you a check in the mail every month or anything like that. But God does work in a supernatural way to provide for you if you trust him uh, and follow his steps and his leading when you give. Uh, if you write out that tithe check or you write out that offering check and you, every time you write out, you say, man, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. You're really doubting God. And I've never been uh, in a place where God has abandoned me. Uh, and I know I can, can't say too much about that because I'm only 29 years old, but uh, through experience of looking at my dad and different things we went through as a family, he was always faithful in giving, and the Lord was always more than faithful to provide and provide more than what we needed. And if you're faithful in the small things, you know, God will entrust to you bigger things to be faithful with. So, uh, first of all, just to review some of the things, debt. There, like we talk about, there's no such thing as good debt. Uh, one of your financial goals is to be completely debt-free. And uh, make a list uh, where your money is going and how much debt you have. And then start attacking it uh, by attacking that smallest debt. Uh, number two, make a budget. Uh, keep all your receipts uh, for a month and say, how much did I spend here? How much did I spend here? And when we write that out, it's kind of surprising. But make a budget and say, where can I cut back? Where can I save some money? And then we encourage you guys to invest for the future. And then most importantly is to to give and and that's why we want to be financially secure is so we can give uh i hope you don't want to be financially secure so you could be a millionaire or buy a new truck or have the biggest house but really our goal is that hey i want to do the best with my money so i can give it away to other people and to give it to the church and give it to the lord's work and and i i know that that's where my heart and my wife's desire is at that that we we don't ever plan to be rich, but we want to be able to use our money to be a blessing to other people. So I hope we've left you with some uh, helpful tips, uh, maybe some advice. Take it with a grain of salt, but make sure you're following biblical principle. And we want to encourage you in that way. Uh, whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. Make wise decisions, and we will see you guys next time. Thanks again for tuning in.